Swanson to first. The Browns are world champions. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Welcome to Sports Next here on Ecstatic Radio. This is episode 39, already on 39. So next week we got uh, already December. And we got episode 40 coming in. So, all right. So, good timing we got going on. You see all those little breaks that we had in between the uh, last couple weeks? I did that on purpose. Just for that. I believe you. <laughs> totally on By purpose. Way, <laughs> By the way, I am Henry. I'm here with my uh, co-host. Mr. Hodge. And Uncle Phil. And uh, we have a – I mean, we have a little bit to talk about. Obviously, we have week 12 to talk about part of the NFL in the upcoming week 13. I believe Hodge has a little bit to talk about about our, the brass state of the union right now. <sighs> and uh, if you thought my rat last week was bad on uh, LeBron, then you should hear this one. No, I, I think <laughs> yours is definitely going to be worse. Oh, come on, Jack. <laughs> I don't know. I think going to be more centered about this one, but okay. nonetheless. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> we also got fight night uh, coming back this week since we missed uh, oh, the UFC didn't have a fight night last week. We have some baseball free agency free agent signings, so uh, some pretty big ones and uh, some small ones. But uh, we we back on some uh, baseball and uh, a little bit of basketball, of course. You know, a little bit of the standings right now. We're still already on in the season. Still a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, but uh, let's get to uh, the way we always start off. Let's start off with the birthdays on November 30th. Mr. Hodge, take it away. All right. Um, starting off on these birthdays on November 30th, you uh, you probably don't know. You may well, but you don't know Joe. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you don't know Bo. Wow, I messed <laughs> that up. That's, just, that's what I get for trying to be stylish. It, it's... <laughs> I'm, we're kicking it off with the legendary Bo Jackson. A <laughs> legendary former running back, and uh, he played baseball too. Yep. Of course. yep. Crazy. Yeah, yeah multi talented athlete. That's up. He was an all. Not, he didn't just he didn't just play baseball. He was an all star too. So yeah, uh, back in 1989 with the uh, Kansas City Royals. Yeah, definitely um, a dual threat in the sports world. So happy birthday to Bo Jackson. And the next uh, year, he was a pro bowler for the Raiders. That's crazy. That's crazy. It, it, yeah. Can you imagine just going back and forth to sports? Like, uh, oh man, man. I they're in two different cities too, right? He was in two different cities. Uh, two different well, states. Yeah. Well, well, the Raiders uh, are obviously in LA at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, the Royals were in Kansas City or are in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, well, I think uh, the the next year where he won the uh, where he went to Pro Bowl. He was playing for the Chicago White Sox, so he went from Chicago to LA to LA back and forth. Man, yeah, man, and like you see a lot of like athletes, like they get drafted to both sports, but like they'll stick to like one. So it's like they're kind of yeah. like training. So but yeah, you crazy. see a lot of NFL quarterbacks like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. To name a few. <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Bo. Um, 
celebrating with him is Grant Williams, Jordan Formar. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's it, it's a low birthday list. I had to like throw. Yeah, him. <laughs> that's why that's why I extended the boat. That's why I extended the boat Jackson one. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about Jordan Formar too. Um, <laughs> joining them is Shane Victorino and Luis Valenbuena. Valenbuena, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah that's it on, on birthdays right now uh so uh we're gonna take another quick break real quick and then uh we're gonna go to some nfl okay. and uh we got the nfl lined up next and then after that we have our uh, sub ufc and then we're gonna go to basketball and it was some baseball and i'll switch okay. things up all the time but uh keep people on their toes exactly <laughs> all right we'll be right back so before i start with uh week's games uh we know last thursday was uh thanksgiving day i just want to go real quick uh how was you guys thanksgiving you guys had a good time oh yeah um it was chill like um my family and i we we ordered cracker barrel and um we just chilled in the house you know it was it was a nice day right. i've watched most of the thanksgiving game um that day i, I couldn't sit through um the bills the saints game <laughs> all the way through <laughs> yeah that wasn't that fun yeah, but but yeah, pretty much a chill day. All right. How about you, Phil? Uh, I work, so it was as good oh. as But I really can't complain because I need to pay my bills. Oh, yeah, true that, true that. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully it was a good day at work, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Busy, but all right. All right. Well, um, all right. So you uh, talk a little bit about some football there. So let's let's get to it. Uh, there were three th- three uh, Thanksgiving games, starting off with the uh, the Bears and the Lions. Uh, the Bears were able to defeat the Lions. Poor Lions still winless uh, through this season. Jerry Goff over there not having a good time for no. that trade. Nope. Yeah, he did. He did okay this time. I mean, I guess 171 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He did decent, you know. Mm-hmm. But obviously, uh, the Bears picked up that win right there. Uh, the Sticks was probably the game of the, the the day. The Raiders and the Cowboys, definitely two teams as as we know have very passionate fan bases. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Raiders came on top on OT, defeating the Cowboys. How about that right there? Uh, Derek Carr finally pulled it off. Yeah, on this one big that, game. That was a crazy game, and that was a crazy ending. Like Daniel Carson had a kicked the field goal like was it three times before the game yeah. was actually over because of yeah. all the pen- there was a lot of penalties that game too yeah that's true it, yeah it was justified though they was that was like the <laughs> flag fest yeah about run to Renfro 134 yards and uh yeah. former Ram receiver Deshaun Jackson 102 yards and a touchdown yeah that, that that's what he wanted um to in the first place he wanted those targets um even though so far yeah. he's getting about the same amount. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was a good game, but uh, the Raiders came out on top on this one. Mm-hmm. And we had the Bills and the Saints. Bills all over the Saints, thirty-one to six. Yep. Yeah. Saints I, don't like, look too- like I said, I couldn't finish this game. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it got whooped right there. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of the games, just talk about Sunday games. Uh, Bengals all over the Steelers. How about the Bengals? Uh, they whooped on them, forty-one to ten. Yeah. Uh, talk about, I mean, is that even that Joe Burrow had a great game? He went, he went one hundred ninety yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Joe Mixon. 
It was a Joe Mixon game. 165 yards, two touchdowns. Man. Man. And yeah. T. Higgins had 114 yards receiving and a touchdown. Yeah. Total dominance by the Bengals. I had a – it made me sad because I had to drop the Steelers' defense on my fantasy oh. team. I was like, Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the Bengals are coming out. But that division is – right now is just – they're all locked in right now still. You yeah. just have a chance. Yeah. Uh, we had the Dolphins all over the Panthers, 33 to 10. What happened to Cam Newton? I mean, he had a little bit of magic in the first couple games. Mm-hmm. This one, he only had 92 yards. He went five for 21, 92 yeah. yards, and no touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah. The power Philip Walker had to come in. So, uh, that didn't look too good for Carolina right there. Nah. Um, yeah, a lot of people, including myself, was aching for. Cam Newton to come back and make his mark and show the NFL that he could still play. And it looked like that magic has like disappeared after that one week. I think even if he does have another good game, um, I think it won't matter. I think this is where he's at. I think um, he's, I feel like he's done. Um, right. I feel like um, he doesn't have it anymore. Like, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that 2050 season knocked him out mentally or, all the stuff that happened, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like, let's just call it how it is. Cam Newton's done. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I like for him to turn around, but I don't see it happening. Um, what was the team he whooped when his first game back? Was that Buffalo? What? Oh, dang it. I already, well, I already forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he whooped on that good team. It was too, the Cardinals. His first game back. Cardinals, right. Yeah, yeah. The Cardinals. And it was a good team. Yeah. And he whooped on it. And everybody was like, oh, you know, he's back. But, uh, yeah, I guess that that didn't last too long. I mean, he no. got whooped by Miami, who's yeah. not one of the who's not who's not one of the best teams this year. Yeah, they, I think Miami. Dumb question. Yeah, yeah. Where did he go? Why was he gone? If he was, I think Hodge has a good answer for this. <laughs> um, well, I guess um the Panthers at the time didn't feel like he had he he couldn't compete anymore, and um the new coach came in and released him originally. Then um he went to the pan I almost said the Panther. He went to the Patriots last season and played well up until he got COVID and like um he couldn't play anymore and and uh, there was this big campaign about uh, people want uh, about everybody wanting Cam Newton to go back to football and she said he has a lot left in the tank and he was scapegoated for a while and the Panthers um the Panthers ended up picking him back up because things didn't work out with Sam Darnold and so um. It, it looked like it was like a fairy tale reunion, but didn't look like it now. Yeah. Yeah. A shout out to the Dolphins defense, though. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. Yeah. Um, how about this one? The Giants defeating the Eagles 13 to 7. Eh. It wasn't a high scoring game, but it was a it was a win for the Giants. Hey, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure take it. That, like a division that, rival. That's all we could take from his win for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one, though? This is another good game right here in the AFC. The Patriots all over the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee's man, I mean, you never know what you're getting. I mean, this is the whole season, you know. You never know what you're getting out of this, these teams. Yeah. The Patriots, they're looking like like the hottest team in football right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they've um, managed Mac Jones very well. And um, that the defense is looking like the old defense from Bill Belichick. So that's a yeah. scary combination. Um I do think they're hyping. I, I don't think they're going to go as far as people think they are, but um, that I, they're structured very well. 
Right. Uh, the Falcons defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 21 14. That's it. <laughs> it's like, uh, congratulations. You, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm done with the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was a good game. The Bucks and the Colts. The Bucks yeah. uh, were able to defeat the Colts, but the Colts started off really strong and then they looked like they, they were able to handle them. But uh, of course, all reliable, right? Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, coming, back, coming back from the deficit and then just. Ending up with that win, so uh, that's Tom Brady in a nutshell, right there. Oh man, um, if you had Leonard Fournette in your team, man, <laughs> right, let's take a look at those numbers real quick. Leonard Fournette, uh, 100 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, um, actually, it was four touchdowns. Oh, and, and a receiving touchdown, yeah, so three rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Wow, all right, yeah, yep. yeah, that's some points, yep. Like, uh, if if we was doing the great system again, I would have gave the my plus to um, Leonard Fournette for just like showing up and showing out. Yeah, I mean it reminds me of Jonathan Taylor a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, what was that last week? That was last yeah. week, right? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, man. Uh, Jets defeated Texans, twenty-one uh, fourteen. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, Bron- the Broncos. I mean, the Chargers are one of the probably very inconsistent right now, man. They they yeah. they look really well one one week, then the next week they're just like. End up getting whooped on by the yeah. Broncos. Yeah. So uh, you never know what you get also out of the Chargers. Yeah. At this point, kind of like Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that division's also all locked up. Anybody can win that division right now. Yeah. The Chiefs had a bye week right uh, this week, so they don't have to worry about anything. Uh, but the 49ers defeat the Vikings, a big win for the 49ers, 34 26. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, which will unfortunately lead me to this next game, the Rams and the Packers. Yep. It was, uh, I believe, Sunday night. Game. No, this was not. This was this was the Fox's big game. Yeah. Uh, Packers defeat the Rams thirty-six to twenty-eight, and I believe Hodge must. Have, I mean, Matthew Stafford, man, this is the guy who started off really hot. Everybody was saying MVP, MVP, MVP. The whole Rams team looked really hot. Yeah. And then something happened, and uh, it's like I was telling you before the show. It's like it's like. Steph was like, "Oh, people think I'm really good. Oh, let's let's let me play bad, so they won't they won't think that anymore." <laughs> it's like, "Come on, man!" So uh, another pick, pick six. This was, I think, his third in the last three games or something like that. Yep. Um, what? How, what's going on over here, man? I think it's a combination. What's going on with our boys. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Number one, um, believing, um, believing the hype that people have said about you. Uh, mm-hmm. we, people can say what they want, but as a team, you got to get focused. You can't get caught up in the hype or else um, you're going to, you will fail. Um, I, I think something else is um, Matthew Stafford is, looks like he's starting to feel the pressure because he's never been in these games for, because he's spent all this time with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, he bragged about how, how he wanted about, how he wanted to play in these big games and, and um, he hasn't shown up in, in a while, and I feel like it's starting to get to him. I think the Rams also was feeling themselves too much after they beat the the, the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seemed like they just, like, let go. And they was like, oh, that was, they acted like that was a Super Bowl, similar to um, when we played the Chiefs a couple years ago in that iconic right. game. Right. And they right. act like they got it. And, um, and um, I'm not liking – the defensive schemes Raheem Morris is running. Um, 
I feel like he's um he has his base defense that he likes, and so he tries to like um, use that defense rather than game plan against his op- opponent. Because if you were to game plan, you would have Jalen Ramsey stuck Devontae Adams that he would be less effective than what he was. Instead, mm-hmm. he's running a bunch of zone and having Troy Reader on him on, on Devontae for time to time. Um, I, I think the whole organization was feeling themselves when they made these trades and it's not looking good for them. They don't look like a team and which is which sucks because we traded all those draft picks away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, again, it wasn't that, uh, I mean, they were, uh, they were scoring or anything like that. They were just, the, like you said, the defense was just, and Rodgers in the backer offense was just all over the Rams defense right now. I mean, they scored 28 points. I mean, Stafford, other than those, you know, well, pick sixes we just talked about, it was a interception. She threw for 302 yards and three touchdowns. But, uh, and then, like, even the receivers have had a pretty decent game. Cooper Cove, 96 yards. Van Jefferson had a pretty good, decent game, uh, 93 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham got his first touchdown uh, as a Ram. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't enough for, mm-hmm. for the Packers. Yeah. Um, yeah, this team does not look uh, – I, I think they're too distracted. Uh, this team, if they keep going like this, they're going to get uh, – they're, they're going to go from distracted to, like, not feeling good about themselves. So um, this is not a Super Bowl team, and we have no draft capital to follow up with it. But um, big ups to the Packers um, for playing really well. Um, they played an excellent game. Uh, I heard that Devontae Adams was like um, – he, he he turned his neck on Odell Beckham. I heard – that's what I heard. Ooh. Yeah, because um, yeah, you know how players do the jersey swaps after the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he, he – Odell asked him for a jersey swap, and Devontae Adams said, um, uh, why, why'd you, why'd you um, get Cooper Cup's jersey since you want to be with them more? Oh. Yeah, so he took a Jeez. shot at him. Yeah, because I think the Packers were in that sweepstakes, too, of picking him up, but I heard they didn't even offer him the veterans minimum. Mm. Yeah, so I think they tried wow. to get him for super cheap. That's part of the reason why he won with the Rams. Right. So, wow. All right, well. Who they got next week? Uh, we'll talk a little bit more, more about the games next week. But uh, yeah. they got the Jacksonville, so that one should be piece of cake, though. No? <laughs> uh, if 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 we if we don't beat the Jaguars, our season's over. I don't care if they make it to playoffs or not. Yeah. Uh, but let's try to move on. We had the Sunday night game between the Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. and the Baltimore Ravens came out on top, sixteen to ten over Cleveland. Yeah. And we had a Monday night game was. Uh, Seattle against Washington. It looks like Seattle's done, you know. Uh, yeah. Washington football team defeats Seattle Seahawks 17 to 15. I think this is uh, Russell Wilson's uh, first losing season in this time yeah. in the NFL. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. I mean, it's good for us that he could finally eat the NFC West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, leave, leave us alone. <laughs> get the out of here. But how, do, how about Henneke, man? He, he looked pretty sharp. Uh, for a bit, you know, or at least uh, the whole team, you know, the kudos to the football, watch the football team beating a pretty decent, uh, I guess, uh, Russell Wilson team. Yeah. You know, and that, that, so uh, Antonio Gibson with 111 yards. So um, that wasn't all that bad. So yeah. how about to watch the football team? Yeah. Um, they, they, they're on a hot streak right now. Um, we'll see if they could keep it up. Um, yeah. They, um, and it, and it feels pretty tough this season, but, um, 
look, we'll see um, if they can get placement, you know, but they look good. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing it for their uh, their head coach. I think who marked the anniversary of uh, of uh, beating cancer. Mm-hmm. So uh, Robert Vera. So uh, mm-hmm. that's pretty good for them. Yeah, and uh, that's about it. In week twelve, uh, it was a pretty good week. Uh, again, a lot of surprises. And uh, let's go with some news real quick. Vikings uh, player Everson Griffin exits home without incident following nine one one call. But you're still kind of like, well, what happened? What's going on here? So uh, Wednesday afternoon, the defensive end, uh, Everson Griffin, peacefully exited his home without incident and was receiving care after police and team mental health professionals responded to a 911 call made by Griffin on Wednesday morning. Local police had spent a large portion of the day working with Griffin to get him to leave his home after responding to Griffin's call, in which he said there was an intruder inside of his home and that he needed help. Griffin also told police during the call that he had fired a weapon, but that no one was injured. Cool. Law enforcement agencies have notified us ever since Griffin came out of his home without incident and is now getting the care he needs. We are thankful to Hennepin uh, County Sheriff's Office, the Carver County Sheriff's Office, the Ministro uh, Police Department, and the Orono Police Department for the quick response and the dedicated to ensuring the situation ended peacefully. Our focus remains on Everson's health and safety and providing the proper resources for him and his family. We're still... Uh, Still not sure what's, what's what the deal is over here. Yeah, they we don't know exactly what happened that day. Um, it sounded insane. Um, I just heard multiple reports about him texting a bunch of people. Um, and apparently um he he went on Instagram saying that they're trying to kill me. And wow. yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. I, I'm I'm just lost for words. Like uh, I just yeah. hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just all hope he's okay. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't sound like a, a plea for attention either. It sounds like either something mental happened or something was happening that they didn't release the details. So that's yeah, sounds bad. Yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye out on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why don't we got some newsy stuff that are about next week's games? Uh, but they're more newsy stuff. Uh, we have a couple of them for the Cowboys and the Saints game coming up next week. We have Sean Payton on whether a quarterback Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill will start. He says, we'll see. So with that, I'll ask Hodge, like, who would you start? Um, honestly, I would try to – I would give Taysom Hill a shot and see what he does. Um, we've seen Trevor Simeon play in the NFL. Um, he's had a good little streak, but I think he's starting to decline. So may as well give All Taysom right. Hill a shot. So, Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see uh, who's going to start, I guess. Like, like he says, we'll see. As far as the Dallas side, we have uh, uh, their head coach, Matt McCarthy, test positive for COVID-19. Won't coach Thursday's game versus the Saints. So, uh, all bad. I think they have a, cu- a couple people there that are for the Cowboys that won't be around for that game. Yeah. So, their defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, former head coach of the Falcons, will handle the head coach responsibilities for week 13. Okay. Should be a good one. Yeah. And uh, NFL flexes 49ers Bengals in week 14 for uh, Packers Ravens in week 15. Yeah. Sound like a good, that's how that's going to be a good matchup. Yep. Yeah. So uh, can't wait for all that. And then with that, let's go with uh, week 13 games. Okay. All right. As we mentioned, Thursday night, uh, Cowboys and the Saints should be pretty fun. Uh, again, uh, head coach by uh, Dan Quinn. Again, so who knows who's going to quarterback for the Saints on this one. But the Cowboys need to come back to uh, after a loss to the Raiders. The Saints got whooped by the Buffalo. So both teams are trying to get back on the right 
foot. At least for the Cowboys more, since they're more of a trying to be a playoff team or trying to be more of a contender. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, Colts and the Texans. Colts look pretty good against the defending champs. Of course, the Texans are the Texans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Our NFC North game, Vikings and the Lions. I got so the Lions. We'll <laughs> the see if Lions can pick up their first win. I'm sure they don't want to go win this this year. Mm-hmm. And see if they'll pick it up. Like, hey, we got a division rival. But, yeah, the Vikings are not a bad team. You know, they lost last week to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. About two bad teams, the Giants and the Dolphins. Well, Dolphins are coming up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, up with the Dolphins. So yeah. uh, they, they got a reason to play. Yep. So uh, Giants, I believe they don't have their quarterback starting. Uh, they know Jones might be out. He's out for week 13. Mike Glennon will start. Yep. So uh, also, uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty big. We had the Bucks and the Falcons, NFC, NFC uh, South game. Uh, of course, the Bucks looking real good, and uh, it should be quite a easy one for the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are slapping straight in the face. Yeah, <laughs> about two more bad teams: the Eagles and the. Yeah, that's all there is to say about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals, I think they're coming off a bye week, and uh, see if they could keep it going against the Chicago Bears, who come off a win against Detroit. But who hasn't come off a win against Detroit? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Let's see how consistent uh, the Chargers could be against a very good Bengals team. That's going to be a very good game right there. The Chargers, or it should be. Yeah. The LA Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert and uh, Burrow. Mm-hmm. They're both in the same draft class. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so that should be a good one. Mm-hmm. And as we spoke about it before, uh, the Rams and the, ja- and the Jaguars. I mean, like you said, the Rams got to win this one. I mean, there's no other. If we lose this one, that's just like, what? Like, what, what, what happened here? What, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, but throwing the towel after that. Yeah, especially it's not going to look good for our new our newcomer, uh, Von Miller and Aldell Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> and we also had uh, Washington coming off a big win. Again, two teams that are coming off a big win. A Washington football team against the Las Vegas Raiders. That should mm-hmm. be a pretty interesting one, too, to watch. Mm-hmm. We have the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, a rivalry up in the AFC North. That should be a good one right there. Yeah. Still just have a, a TJ Watt on COVID list, so he won't play. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be a good game to watch. We have an NFC West game, the 49ers and the Seahawks. 49ers are rolling in hot. Seahawks are not. Yep. The 49ers are looking to uh, – they, but they're going to have Debo Samuel and Fred Warder out for this week. So uh, we'll see how the 49ers are going to look against Seattle. It's going to mm-hmm. be in Seattle, so Seattle, I'm sure, that I mean, any division game, they want to play extra hard. Yep. Uh, AFC West, we have the Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be a Broncos coming off a big win. The Chiefs coming off a bye week. So that's going to be another pretty game. That's a Sunday night game. Yep. That should be a good one. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, it's going to be an uh, AFC uh, North game. The Patriots and the Bills, the both teams. Man, this is going to be a this is actually a really good game. This is actually a good pick for a Monday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Re- reviving that AFC. Um, uh, rivalry and should be a good one. Um, yeah, I, I did forget to um put this on our notes, but um, Dalvin Cook's going to be out uh, with a shoulder injury, and uh, um, oh. Darren Waller is I believe he'll be day to day with a knee injury. Uh, he avoided like serious damage to his knee. Oh, wow! All right, yeah. well, I mean, for the Bills, they had Tredavious White out for the season with a torn ACL, 
So they're going to be without him against the Patriots. Or they're going to be without him for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but let's talk about a little bit because we're getting there. Let's look real quick. Uh, I mean, this is going to show up real quick. The NFL playoff picture. Um, uh, it's, page is loading right now. It didn't load too well the last time. Uh, I'm not sure if it loaded for you. Yeah, it but, didn't actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? You, you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. So the AFC side, uh, at the moment, the Baltimore Ravens have the number one seed. So they have the first round bye. Um, um, number two is the Patriots. Three is the Titans. Four is the Chiefs. Five Bengals. Um, six Bills. And um, the Chargers um, right now hold the seventh seed. Um, the, two, the two teams in the hunt are uh, the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, there are other teams that are still fighting for it, so it's still a long way to go. Uh, on the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals still hold on to that number one seed, so they will have the bye week if the playoffs start today. Packers um, sitting at number two. Uh, got the Bang- oh, it's Bengal. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champions at number three. Cowboys at four. Rams at five. 49ers at six and Washington at seven. The, the two teams that are still um, in it are the Vikings and the Falcons, and as well as other teams that are still fighting. I don't okay. know. I don't know why the Detroit Lions are uh, why they're <laughs> mentioning them. Their their season's over. So you're saying have, there's a chance? They probably have like a two percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl champs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, that's it. A football, pretty easy little little bit of goal. Uh, it's a little bit to do right there. But uh, we're gonna be right back with some UFC as we have fight night this weekend. Uh, with a bad, a couple of bantam weights. Uh, we'll be right back. UFC fight night is back this Saturday at the Apex in Las Vegas or Enterprise Nevada. Same thing. Uh, this time it's headlined by two uh, UFC bantamweights. Uh, we have uh, the former featherweight champ, Jose Aldo, legend, Brazilian legend, against uh, Rob Font, uh, who right now Rob Font is uh, ranked at number four in the bantamweight. He's a four-fight winning streak, including, well, his last fight was Cody Garbrandt uh, earlier in May this year. That, and then he beat Martin Morales last year. Ricky Simon and Sergio Pettis, his four-game winning streak. And as far as Jose Aldo, of course, we know he's a former uh, featherweight champ. And uh, right now he's in ranked number five in bantamweights. And uh, he's coming off a two-fight winning streak against – his last one's against Pedro Munoz just uh, just August uh, in UFC 265. And uh, Marlon Vera was last year. So he's coming out making a quick turnaround for Jose Aldo. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty good fight. Uh, Phil, what's your thoughts on this fight? Um, I'm hoping because although it's one of the people I I started watching when I actually started getting into UFC a lot, so I'm hoping that he does take this fight. So he can, you know, I'm being wishful. I want to do a few more wins so he can get one more title shot before he retires. Mm-hmm. And if there's also wishful thinking, I hope that he uses the jujitsu that he rarely uses because he is, I think, a brown belt or either a black belt in jujitsu. 
So he mm-hmm. should feel comfortable doing that, taking anybody down and trying to tap them. But he's just so proud with his stand-up though, that he probably won't do it until he actually needs it. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed. I know it's going to be a good fight, but fingers crossed that he actually wins hopefully by like a second or third round submission. All right. Oh, see about that. Uh, it is uh, it's also co-made evented by lightweights Brad Riddell against Rafael Viziz. We also have lightweights, uh, one of the, probably the most entertaining fighters to watch, Clay Gita against Leonardo Santos. That's going to be a pretty good fight right there. Those yeah, even though that Clay Gila might not have the best record, I think he's like under or around 60-ish percent winning record. He yeah. is always fun to watch because he just puts it all out there. He does screens for the fences no matter what. He's mm. always great. So that should be a good fight. And I hope he wins just because he puts his heart into it no matter what. Yeah, uh, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer also, right? He's also a regular yes. Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for a, fight, uh, for a fight. What are the fights he had? Uh, I think it is... For the fight he had against Diego Sanchez back in right. 2000. Yeah, right. I, I hope he climbs like the cage or whatnot and does <laughs> crazy backflips. That'd be nice. Well, you know, you expect the slaps before the fight, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably uh, around all the ceiling, the Spider Man style, too. That'd be dope. You know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be uh, uh bleeding. He always does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the light heavyweights Jimmy Crew versus Jamal Jamahal Hill. We also have uh, middleweights Brandon Allen versus Chris Curtis. We have welterweights Brian Barbarena versus Darian Weeks. Prelims is stacked. Also, we have a well, as of now we have a full uh, prelims uh, card with uh, Maki Pitolo. It's pretty fun to watch versus Tusko Todorovic. We have flyweights Manel Cape, who's uh, coming up pretty strong against uh, oh man Zalgas Zumagalov. I'm pleased how you pronounce it. Welterweights Jake Matthews against Jeremiah Wells. Women's strawweight Cheyenne Bays against Mallory Martin. Uh, by the way, I was looking at this fight card on Google, and then Cheyenne Bays had a different name. I'm guessing uh, she no longer has those that, that last name. She has her original last name. I don't want to go too much into it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Boy, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's just an interesting fact. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, light heavyweights Alonzo Manyfield versus William Knight. Uh, two big upcoming fighters right there. Lightweight uh, uh, Claudio Puyas against Chris Gutzdemacher. Heavyweights Jared Vandira against uh, Azamad Morzakhanov. Waterweights Alex Morano versus Mickey Gal. And Bantamweights uh, with the uh, veteran Luis Smoka versus Vince Morales. So it looks like a pretty stacked card. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got anything to do on a, on a uh, Saturday night. No. It's always, they always change the times on these, so I don't know what exactly what time I, I does it say here in this. Uh, I don't, I'm gonna be, I'm afraid to admit which page I'm using as my source right now. Yeah. We'll keep it a secret. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't show the start time. But uh, it's something to keep an eye out on. I yeah. guess now, now Henry, like let Cheyenne be. You know, if whatever she's going through, you don't need to put yourself out there yet. She, she is still oh, come a fighter. On. Oh, come on. <laughs> She could, she could. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll let her for now. I'll give her. I'll give her a month. Okay. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, if you guys do on a Saturday night, that's something fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Rob Pond, uh, at least for Rob Pond and Jose Aldo, should be a great fight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the both of those guys always come up with a good one. But uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Uncle Phil's buddy right here, Rampage Jackson. Says uh, he refused to the UFC Hall of Fame invite, saying, Army with a fucking check, he says. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I, it makes sense. <laughs> And a little background on that is him and the UFC kind of has a rough background. Uh, even though, yeah, Rampage became famous after Pride got bought by UFC, he beat Triple Bell. He became my heavyweight champion, so he is pretty much a legend. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But a little bit past the Rampage's closest in the end of his career in the UFC, he was getting like a big Reebok deal and he got a big paycheck for being sponsored by the Reebok before the whole Reebok deal with the UFC directly. Once he got it, UFC was all like, oh, you don't need that. You're fine. You can't wear a Reebok. And then like <laughs> as soon as that, Reebok got the whole deal. So they kind of pissed mm. uh, Rampage off. And every time Rampage wanted to make a movie after the A-team, the UFC is kind of like, oh, he's still on the contract. He can't make a movie with the guy. Sorry. So oh. that, kind of, that kind of left a bitter taste in Rampage's mouth. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's like, you know what? Yeah, I already know I'm famous, but instead of giving me the Hall of Fame, why not give me money that you possibly yeah. spent over from in the past? That's okay. why he's like, you know what? give me my money. Pay me my dues. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. Okay. I know that in this interview, you said, oh, what is this going to do for me? Make me famous? That's not yeah. going Yeah. And yeah, so well, I- he says, he says, but he won't accept in the place. He says, no, fuck them, said Jackson on Monday edition of the MMA Hour. He says, I don't fight for no Hall of Fame. What do you get for being in the Hall of Fame? So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, what the fuck is that? What, what is that? You know, I guess for him, he's like, like you said, he's already famous. You know, he's like, what is that going to really do for him? And I know that he does have uh, one of those uh, super fight type boxing matches coming up with a former uh, boxer. Oh, my God. So now he's making, huh? I've been seeing those posts on Instagram about him. Those two are clowning each other. So, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, he still has the drive. Yeah. And I guess he's just trying to shove into UFC's face, being like, you know what, I can still make money. I can still fight in other facets if you don't want to pay me the money I'm worth. Mm-hmm. Which I agree yeah. with him. Yeah. Him for shoving it in UFC's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to quote like what you were talking about, it says, I don't know if I, if I say this, I'll get sued by the UFC, but all I can say is after I did the A team, some organizations made it really hard for me to do movies, Jackson said. That's all I could put out there. I can say I signed with one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood and they didn't do shit for me. And I felt like it was on purpose. Actually, I know it was on purpose because now they own UFC. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's going, he's going, he's going off on them. Yeah, hopefully. Because wow. he has done movies after the 18, but it's a little bit lower budgets. Mm. So I'm hoping now. UFC loosen up their reins and actually let him get some work because I don't think that's fair that they're getting that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I, I like quoting him because he cuts a lot. So I want to I want to do more quoting right now because he does have more. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> he says, well, like it says in the in the in the headline, I say honor me with a fucking check. He says, MMA fighters, we're not like baseball players, we're not like football players, we don't get no pension or nothing like that. Those guys get in the Hall of Fame, they got pensions and that and all that shit. Honor me with a check. I got a lot of injuries and pain of for making the UFC a lot of money and selling a lot of pay-per-views, selling a lot of tickets. What the what the, what do I give a fuck about being in the Hall of Fame? To be famous? I didn't fight to be famous. When I first started fighting in King, King of the Cage back in the day, this sport was a baby. Nobody knew anything about this sport. I could walk around and enjoy my life and enjoy my dates and enjoy times with my kids out in public. I could enjoy being at the airport without people fucking hounding me or for pictures. Why the fuck am I uh, want to be famous with a bunch of dudes that want to buy me drinks? I love Rampage fans, but I don't love being famous from dudes. I'll be 100%. If there were a lot of chicks coming in the mix too, then I wouldn't be saying shit. <laughs> Sorry, Rampage. Okay. All right. So we're 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 fanboys. You're, you're just dope. It's, <laughs> you, it's all like I I, I don't I, I don't want to hang with you or sleep with you or nothing. I think I'm just a fan, you know. Just want to honor yeah, your legacy. Right. <laughs> Sorry for coming up yeah. to you at the at the at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about you. He's like, oh, this dude named Hodge over there. <laughs> <laughs> With, with the flash all up in his eyes, <laughs> I want to punch him, but I couldn't. Because... He's like that flash off. He's like, oh, damn, that flash all up in my. Eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't yeah, I help. You... What, I can't help what God gave me. Okay. Yeah, I think he was writing about you this whole time. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Move forward. Uh, he's not cussing anymore, so uh, the, the, the story doesn't have any more cussing. So I, I can move on now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Chimaya in response to bitch Kobe Covington. That's literally what he says. I'm not calling him a bitch. That's literally <laughs> what he says. Man. Uh, he says, "Call the cops. I'm coming for you." Okay. Kamzat <laughs> Chimaya wants Kobe coming to put his money where his mouth is. The recent interview that with MMA fighting Covington was asked if he would be up to a match with a surging undefeated fighter, which he started. Where she stated he would be the uh, while criticizing the media for hyping Shimaya up. But Tuesday, Shimaya responded via Twitter and didn't mince words at all. Let's go, bitch, fight with me. Kobe, Kobe, uh, Kobe I would take your, and he puts a heart, blood, and a coffin. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Emojis. Just call the cops. They're coming for you, Kobe. You do not represent USA. I represent USA. You represent cowardice. Oh, Ooh, those are fighting words right there. I like that. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. he's uh, kind of like a McGregor right there. Right. Well, both of these guys are. Kobe and <laughs> Shemaya. Uh, but at the same time, I don't blame anybody for hitting on Kobe because he is such a troll. Yeah. It's, not yeah. even, it's not even natural like other people talk trash. It's just... Yeah, that, that, that'll be he, good. We gotta, they gotta put that down. What They gotta put that fight down. <laughs> yeah, that'll be... Fun just to watch, right? Uh, come out just to be Kobe up. I think it'll make everybody happy. It would just make everybody yeah. just for that. Yeah, I'll pay good money to see anybody beat up Kobe any day. Yeah, well, Kobe says uh, he's a joke. He needs to beat someone worthy, someone in the top five, someone in the top of the rankings, not just fight hand pick people. Which I mean, Cole Covington is there. How about that? Exactly. You give him a chance. Yeah. What does he have for UFC fights? The media loves to rush these kids and these hype jobs. These, this is fighting, man. People can get seriously hurt from rushing people like that. 
Then I look at Cubby Covington. <laughs> we <laughs> find who's there the first time. Yeah, I just think Kobe knows that maybe he's not as good as he thought he would. And mm. I'm pretty sure UFC has offered Cosmo some fights, but everybody knows that he's not a walk in the park. So, of course, yeah. people take it, especially since it might not be worth it for them since he's not really ranked in the top five yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when, I'm sure they want. I'm sure they want to put him up there. But again, like you have to like fight guys. You have to keep on fighting. You have to get guys to agree the their opponents to agree to the fight. Uh, who was it? Uh, I, I believe uh, Habib's uh, uh, cousin had trouble picking up fights just because nobody wanted to fight him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure they wanted them to you know soar up there real quick, but they can't. So what can the UFC do? I mean, they're gonna rush him into like the top, a top five fighter. Mm-hmm. Which I do think that that they should because he's ready for it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like somebody like a Covington who is a big name could give Cosmo the push, but this is just proving the point that everybody's scared of him. Everybody yeah. else they're high ranking on the line because of this fight. Right. But yeah. Hopefully they could put that down. That's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a crowd pleaser. I'm pretty sure... Uh... You know, everybody's gonna watch these fights and like, oh, this fight, and be like, oh, you know, I, I think they, they just wanted these guys to beat each other up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Shimab hasn't been beaten up by anybody, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. And Kobe Cote has been beaten up a couple, couple times by a uh, same guy already. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about the heavyweights, this upcoming up the heavyweight title fight, which is gonna be a big one. Uh, the, the actual heavyweight champ, I guess the interim champion going at it, fencing Ganu versus Cyril Gan. It's going to be a big fight. Uh, I believe that was going to take uh, place in UFC uh, 270, which it will be, I believe, in January, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, a former champion had some stuff to say about it. Fabricio Werdum, if I remember Fabricio Werdum, uh, defeated my boy, Cain uh, Velasquez, for the belt, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a very good matchup because both used to train together before. There was that one video that he, that had come out. Uh, that came out of their sparring, and the Frenchman looked better. The champion Francis Ngannou is very good. Obviously, he's very strong. He's very impressive. He had it before saying Ngannou hasn't shown he's a complete fighter. I don't find him to be a very complete fighter, but he's the champion, so it's hard to criticize him. I do believe he lacks on the ground, but maybe the Frenchman also lacks on the ground. We haven't seen him, so it should it could be a fight on the feet. Uh, he continued saying, that "I think Ngannou uh, can surprise Ngannou because they used to train together, and Ngannou is very conscious." Fights well and calm. Ngano is calm, but he can be very, a bit emotional. He's going to have to watch out. He added, he's going to be a very good fight, but I put my money on the Frenchman, I think. So he's intelligent, calm, controls the fights, manages distance well. I don't think he'll knock out Ngano, but I see him winning on the points. Sounds like a valid uh, analysis of that fight, all oh, that potential, all oh, that upcoming fight. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And, and if anybody wants to, or if, you want to take somebody's word for it is, of course, a former UFC heavyweight champion because yep. he is one of the best of all time. Yeah. To put him in the top five. But I do agree that even though I want Ngano to win, I want him to be the champion for a while. I do feel like we haven't really seen him take it to the ground. We haven't seen him do any submissions. He's mainly just a heavy-handed striker. And it does seem like he will get tired kind of fast. So that is what that's why I would agree with Redoom. And I just I'm really, really, really worried that 
it would end in the ballet room. All right. Yeah, I can't. Oh, well, forward. see that. Yeah, it's gonna be big, man. Two big yeah. men like can go at it. It's gonna, like you said, it looks like it's gonna be mostly a standing fight, mm-hmm. which a lot of fight a lot of fight fans can appreciate that too. Even casual fans can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. wait for that. You'll see two seventy in January. I, yeah. I believe that is that the one over here in Anaheim. Yep. Oh, all right. Yeah, that should be a good yeah. one. All right. Yeah. I can't wait for that one myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. May, may have to like swoop by and be like, hey, or or if, or if uh, anything, just go to the local Hooters because uh, the tickets might yeah. be expensive. Yeah, well, they hey, are. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> they're, you say they're expensive? Yeah, I think I, I, I think I checked. So, yeah, they're pretty pricey. Mm. I mean, it could be though. It depends how much you're willing to spend on that. But, I mean, if you could you could get a, a decent price seat, but you're not uh, going to get a decent seat. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I would be willing to pay some of my big dollars to watch that fight. Yeah. I think I I, I think I, from what I saw it's uh, uh the side seats uh you know those the ones that are like close by by the uh, the octagon like I think they're like actual chairs and everything. I think those are about like six hundred or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so, right. yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. All right uh with that being said that'll be it in uh world of MMA. Uh, again enjoy fight night this Saturday gonna be at the apex and I, i'm still not sure what time is it but uh, i guess um uh, i guess we'll check we'll find out on the day <laughs> and with that being said uh we'll get back with some uh basketball as we got uh, a little bit of talk about basketball we don't have the more crazy rap things like last week that hodge had to throw out there um that, that you had to express <laughs> <laughs> had to let it uh, let it out <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, we'll be right back all right, so let's take a look at the NBA standings real quick before we go through anything. Right now, uh, the Eastern Conference, we're looking at the Nets still holding number one by a game against the Chicago Bulls are number two spot right now. The Chicago yeah. Bulls at number two spot. Again, I'll repeat it one more time. The Chicago Bulls are in the third spot. I mean, yep. second spot. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just oh, I screwed that one up. <laughs> no, you're, 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 you're excited, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number third spot, uh, the third spot it goes to Miami Heat. Uh, the Wizards are all number four spot uh, with the uh, number four. Oh, said <laughs> number five will go to the Milwaukee Bucks. Even with the seven game winning streak, they're still just five uh, spots. So that's how you know how their their season started pretty slow. Yeah, but they're getting back up to the seven game winning streak. You know, it's a good way to start. Uh, get it back. Mm-hmm. The Hornets are sliding a bit. They're down in number six, two game losing streak. The New York Knicks are seventh spot. And uh, Sixers, the Sixers are all the way in the, down in the eighth spot. I remember last year they were like competing for the first. I believe they had the first spot last year. Yeah, they did. Uh, and uh, right now they're at the eighth spot. But right now the the bottom half of that will have the Cavs, the Hawks, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Pacers, the Pistons, and the Magic. The Magic are four and eighteen, and the Pistons are four and sixteen. So uh, to the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> and uh, the Magic with a seven game losing streak. We had the Pistons at a six game losing streak. <laughs> Uh, what they did, the Pistons they did uh, their call. I didn't watch catch much of the game, but uh, they did play the Lakers again. Uh, I believe yesterday or a couple of days ago. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. Uh, I'm guessing not much happened uh, since yeah. it wasn't on the news this time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, of course they lost. Yeah, uh, we we definitely would have heard about it if something else happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how about the Western Conference? Let's go straight to the Western Conference with the wit uh, the. Uh, I was gonna say the why was I gonna say the Washington Warriors? I'm gonna say Warriors. 
are 18 and two with a seven game winning streak. Man, uh, there's no stopping them right now. Mm-mm. And another team that is that nobody's stopping is the, is the second team. Even with a 16 game winning streak, they're still in number two spot. And we're talking about the Phoenix Suns. That's crazy. Their overall record right now is 17 and three. Yeah, they said they want to go back to the finals. Yeah, it looks it's looking like it. I mean, it's going to be right. I mean, obviously it's still early, but right now it's looking to Golden State and uh, Phoenix right now. They're going to be going at it back and forth. Yep. So, uh, man, uh, the Utah Jazz at number three, and we have the Dallas Mavericks at number four. The Clippers are at number five. They lost uh, last game against uh, uh, Golden State, I believe, last Sunday, uh, which, I mean, uh, all right, yeah, it seems like a fair loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then they, I think they ended up losing to the Pelicans <laughs> yesterday. Which uh, Clippers on a two-game losing streak at the moment, so uh, Clippers are with that inconsistency right now. And uh, the Timberwolves are at number six. The Lakers, uh, people, um, people were probably waiting for that one. The Lakers are at number seven right now, um, which is uh, their last win, as I believe Detroit. I think they're playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we have some some kind of oh, I guess it's bad news for Lakers, some Laker fans. Or I guess all Laker fans, which we'll go on in a bit. Uh, but the Memphis Grizzlies up at number eight. And then the bottom of the half of that is the Denver Nuggets are number nine. They were competing also up in the top three last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Portland also at number 10 now. They're in a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I believe they have – no, this is the Kings who fired their head coach. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Kings yeah. Are in, the Kings are number uh, 11. And we we'll had the Spurs, the Thunder, the Pelicans, and the Rockets. Rockets are 4-16, but they have a three-game winning streak. So uh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, they only had one win that for that long stretch of period. So it, yeah, it was it was depressing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Thunder with a six-game losing streak. So those are some streaks right now. Uh, but uh, what are the big surprises right now, guys? I mean, uh, we I know I asked this last week, and I'm asking this one. I mean, we talked about uh, obviously you know the Suns are like 16-game winning streak. The Utah Jazz up in the three. Uh, we could look at some other stuff, but I think right now it's looking like the Nuggets in Portland, number nine and number ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Um, Damian Lillard's dealing with that uh, abdominal strain injury that that mm-hmm. um, he's having, so um, so that that's definitely something he's doing. I know he's sitting out tonight. Um, he's been playing through it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that's a part of it, but um, yeah, I don't think um Portland. That it's pretty much seem like it's going to be the same thing over and over again. They may have to shape things up, you know. Yeah, yeah. They should have traded Litter. You think so? Maybe. I mean, Litter claims he wants to stay. So, so yeah. If, if Litter doesn't want to, don't don't want to leave, then you probably got to move other pieces around. Yeah, and in the East we had the same surprises. You know, with the Bulls, obviously now at number two, the Wizards. You're talking about the Hornets, and then you're talking about the bottom part that is underperforming, like the Celtics and the Sixers. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh, that's a big surprise right now. Let's talk about some games right now. Uh, not that many. Uh, we have uh, the Grizzlies defeated the Raptors 98-91. The Nets defeated the Knicks 112-10. So it was a close game mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. So tonight we do have the Lakers and the Kings. Uh, we have the Pistons and the Troublers. And we have probably the game of the week. Oh, the Warriors wow. and the Phoenix Suns. Wow. Uh, we, we're just talking about that. We're just never going to go at it the whole – Western Conference uh, season, but uh, yeah, they're playing tonight, so that's going to be a hell of a game right there. Yeah, that's going to be... One, one streak has to end. Yep. Yeah, it's, and, and I won't be surprised if this be like a 
double overtime, and then <laughs> Stephen Curry makes a crazy shot. Devin Booker puts his all in, and Stephen Curry yeah. makes it from the sidelines. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> uh, uh, did you guys um see the highlights of the Bulls Hornets game the other night? I did not. Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little chill seeing the Ball brothers play against each other. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna make good TV, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, gotta give. Say what you want about Levar Ball. Uh, (laughs) Ball. Oh, do I got a lot of Lebron to worry about? No, no, he. um, (laughs) No, I just want to give him props because, like, he spoke into existence that he helped bring his kids to the NBA. I, I know he prefers all three of his kids to play for the Lakers and win. Uh, 18 championships with them, but yeah. things don't pan out that way. But I gotta give him credit; like he he did a good job um, bringing both of them into NBA. So, so if yeah. nothing else, because I personally can't, I don't, I don't know if I can't stand him. He, he's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but he did his thing. Yeah, and uh, we did talk about it today. We uh, the Suns are playing the Warriors. Uh, they're also gonna play on Friday in Golden mm. State. So uh, this week they're gonna go at it. This week it's a big week for both of these teams early on in the season. Western Conference Final preview. Ooh, hopefully, hopefully, you just don't tailor it to Lakers fans just yet. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be all right. <laughs> uh, oh, don't tell this to Rockets fans. <laughs> the Rockets may be willing to play John Wall, but not, but only to a point. John Wall's absence only benefits the Rockets' ability to lose games. <laughs> well, that's the weird sentence. That's the weird sentence I just read. Wait, what did I just read? John Wall's absence only benefits the Rockets' ability to lose the game. What? <laughs> I thought it was gonna be something nice. I was like, wait, you say that? <laughs> like his absence is like, oh, it's good. It's helpful for us to lose. What? <laughs> anyway, unless you consider being paid forty-four point three million to not play at some cost to his own legacy and benefit of the thirty-one-year-old year-old five-time All-Star. The Rockets and Wall met on Sunday to discuss his future, and they left with a little more clarity beyond the veterans' desire to resume playing his capability. Public discourse on the issue, largely framed as a refusal from Wall to accept less than a starting job, has provided Houston with another excuse against a fine for benching a healthy one-time All-NBA point guard. Nobody wants to pay a steeper price for tanking. Uh, so I guess also, you know, I guess there's, they don't want to play him because they want to tank. Yeah, pretty much. That, that, okay, now that now that sentence makes a little bit better sense. Uh, yeah, they but uh, they, they can't they have, be doing that. I guess, like you said, like they, they could get fined for not playing a, a healthy player. Yeah, for whatever. I don't know. I, I I get you're trying to rebuild the team, but um, it's it's like okay, like you got John Wall and you're paying him a bunch of money. That man, I wish I was John Wall right now. Imagine getting right. paid $44.3 million just to sit and not do nothing. That's, That'd be great. That, that's the life right there. I'll, I'll be it, is. it is. Life. Yeah. But you also don't think for him, like, oh, I, I guess he already has his all-stars and all that. I mean, he's probably not all the way concerned about records and all that and, and, and career stats and everything. But uh, I guess that's the only way I could see it. But, I mean, I would think also for a player, like, hey, I want also to achieve something, especially since he already won an NBA championship. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, if they're not going to play, like, he should start. Like he's still he's still young enough to make an impact. I know he didn't do much last season, but hey, whatever. But he should start. Like you paid him all this money, like, um, and they probably can't find a trade partner because his contract is so big. So I would just buy out his contract and and send him on his way if that's the case. Oh, I forgot right. things are complicated. So 
there, there's yeah. a bigger story. So whatever. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's I'm just, the way it is. I'm just a fan. I'm just a spectator. I don't know nothing. So. Were, you, were you traded for Kemba Walker? Mm, <laughs> I mean, if, if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, like, as we try to say, it's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Well, that's what I guess is being considered, I guess, or at least not considered, but it's like being talked about. Mm-hmm. Since Kimball Walker is struggling with the Knicks, not having a good time there in New York. Yeah. So uh, I'll be interested to see if that would happen over there at, uh, with the Knicks and the Rockets. Yeah, I think um, I think um, the Knicks coach announced that, um, that um, Kimball Walker will no longer be in um, the Knicks rotation. So, so mm-hmm. that, that's where um, – the trade tarts started wrapping up, and I, I know a lot of teams are gunning for Kimball Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm don't, pretty sure. Uh, don't let Kimball Walker distract you for the fact that you guys aren't having a really good season. Yeah, they are a pretty decent season going coming up. You know that in that very uh, competitive Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about Hodges boy right now. And, uh, I, w- I want to talk about your homeboy, <laughs> your your best friend in the whole wide world. You, you well, okay. For, for, for the, the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from last week, I guess you know I I, I did my what I had to say. Oh, mm-hmm. we all did, all yeah. three of us. Yeah. But this week, uh, I guess he is gonna miss playing time, but not because of what he did last week. It's because of COVID, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or protocols right there. LeBron James has been placed in the NBA's health and safety protocols and was rolled out of the Lakers game against the Sacramento Kings on Tuesday night. Such a move almost certainly means one of two things that James, who said earlier this season that he is uh, vaccinated, either tested positive for COVID or had an inclusive result. If James tested positive, he will likely be looking at, for a minimum of 10 days away from the Lakers unless he returns two negative PCR tests in a 24-hour span. So uh, uh, that news is that he is missing the time came on the same day that the NBA underscored its previous recommendation echoed by the NBA Association uh, or National Basketball Players Association that coaches and players who are vaccinated receive a booster shot as soon as possible. Uh, so uh, I guess pretty much what this means is just uh, right the way it's looking right now, LeBron could miss up to 10 games mm-hmm. if uh, he tests is positive for uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, uh yeah, and and if he I guess he he get, turns to negative tests, then uh he should be good to play after today. Yeah. But right now I guess they're keeping it safe. You know, say, oh you you kinda we kinda gotta look at you, kinda sick. Uh let's keep you away from the game from the team and uh let's let's take the test. Yeah. I, I think um yeah, he's definitely not playing tonight. So um we'll yeah. see what happens with him. Uh, we don't obviously we don't know the story. You know how COVID works by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, this is a weird. I guess like the one thing we can say is that this is a weird year for LeBron. You know, like he hasn't had this in his long career. You know, where he's been missing games. I think this will be the twelfth absence out of the twenty-three games for the Lakers. He doesn't miss that many games in his entire yeah. career. Mm-hmm. I mean, in- injuries and that suspension, and now with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is. I mean, by the time I guess it's catching up to LeBron. I guess there's yeah. one way to look at it. Yeah, I wondered if it would eventually because he was he was moving at a good rate and then yeah. it started with last season when he rolled his ankle. Yeah, spanning on to this season. Yeah, well, we'll see about uh, Hodges' boy how he's gonna we'll be doing about Henry's greatest <laughs> favorite player of all time. 
<laughs> I, I hear you think he's better than than Michael Jordan. Oh. <laughs> he just totally got triggered. <laughs> I'm gonna move on, man. Gonna... <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I think. Did you just vomit just now? I know. Okay. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be. I'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, he said that Dwayne Detman has been fined 15 dollars for kicking a seat cushion from his team's bench into the spectator stands. Man, it's crazy. That's just the way, crazy way to get fined. Yeah, somebody, somebody has some um, temper issues. I understand. Yeah, you know? I wonder what. Well, it didn't say like what what kind of got him there, but I guess it doesn't matter when you go a little bit overboard like that. Yeah, wait. It said as a was a technical foul that he got. Then then he got oh, interjected. And ejected. Well, is that the reason why he was did it, or he got? He, well, yeah, I guess the technical fire yeah, and ejected. Okay, I guess. Okay. Well, hey, well, maybe he should retire. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he should behave <laughs> and retire. He he could he could behave. Uh, he could practice um a calm behavior during retirement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, that's it in basketball. We're good because we have a little bit in baseball. We're gonna throw some baseball in there. Well, what we have in baseball is just free agency, uh, free agent sightings. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, a quick uh, baseball news uh, that happened. I, I guess started at the beginning of the off season. The Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. All right. So we always gotta refer to the Cleveland Guardians as that. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's start off with uh, one of the bigger free agents, uh, Javier Baez. Uh, shortstop who was with the Mets last year signed a six-year deal with the Tigers uh, approximately a $140 million contract I believe pretty good money right there mm-hmm. uh, pretty big move for the Tigers that I like this move for the Tigers just because a big name and the Tigers do need us uh, they need to uh, buy a team at this point I guess they get tired of just building yeah. uh, Brendan Bell resigns with the Giants $18 million. That's, that's a lot of money for her. But it's a lifelong uh, giant player, mm-hmm. which means he's a lifelong loser, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, some big free agents that still run, like Chris Bryant, uh, who has been rumored around by uh, many teams, including the Dodgers. So uh, we'll see about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, Julius Chassis to be signed with the Rockies. Uh, it's just a whatever signing. We have uh, uh, Anthony Descafani re-signing with the Giants in a three-year, $36 million deal. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty big contract for Descafani. But we thought he was going to uh, already uh, going down downhill in his career, but uh, he was able to reshape his career over in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, Eduardo Escobar signed with the Mets, former Brewer. He signed with the Mets for a two-year, $20 million deal, which is a pretty good one, uh, a good move for the Mets. Since uh, I guess they were already convinced they weren't getting Javier Baez. We have Avisel Garcia signing with the Marlins in a four-year, $53 million deal. We have uh, Gossman signing with the Blue Jays, a five-year, $110 million deal. This is a guy who also was coming down down uh, hill on his career, was able to reshape it to the point where he got himself a five-year, $110 million contract. So that's a big move right there. Mm-hmm. Young Gomes signing with the Cubs. Kendall Graveman signing with the White Sox. John Gray signing with the Rangers. Uh, these are pretty decent moves, but uh, Andrew Haney signing with the Dodgers. So he's back with the Dodgers. So, uh, he was a little bit with the Dodgers a couple years ago uh, where they traded for him and then they traded him right away. <laughs> now he's back. Corey Kluber, the former Cy Young Award winner, uh, re- uh, signing with the, Net- with the Tampa Bay Rays now. Aaron Loop signing with the Angels. 
starting Marte, another big name for the Mets, signing with the Mets on a four-year, $78 million deal. So the Mets are looking pretty stacked right now. Steven Matt signing with uh, the Cardinals in a four-year deal. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good uh, contract for a pitcher. Uh, TJ McFarland resigning with the Cardinals. We have Hector Neris, the Astros. Uh, I'm just going to go straight to the next big name that I can see here. Eduardo Rodriguez signing with the, with the Detroit Tigers on a five-year, $77 million deal. Mm-hmm. He's coming out from Boston. So that's pretty good. Uh, I think he was a former Cy Young uh, runner-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, another big name, uh, Max Scherzer, the former Dodger, of course, uh, was a big uh, tr- uh, trade acquisition for the Dodgers last year. Uh, going to the Mets, another, so again, I just talked about how the Mets are really uh, firing up right now. Mm-hmm. But this is a three-year, $130 million deal. This mm-hmm. is a average i mean basketball it looks like normal right now but this is an average of 40 43 46 million dollars a year for for a guy who's 39 by the way he's 39 man so i, I, I wish we would have kept him but uh for that much money i'm like oh, i don't know about all that mm-hmm. considering he didn't he didn't end the uh the season pretty well he didn't kind of hurt and uh performance wise it wasn't all that mm-hmm. so uh good luck with them i guess yeah i know you're going to miss him though no. Uh, Corey Seager, this is a guy I'm going to miss right here. Corey mm-hmm. Seager, uh, our former NLCS World Series MVP, Rookie of the Year. The guy was a clutch in the playoffs. And uh, fortunately, this one makes me sad, uh, but uh, he's probably one, he was one of my favorite players in the Dodgers. He's going with the Texas Rangers in a 10-year, $325 million deal. Wow. So at the same time, I don't blame him. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, you, you pick your money. You have your World Series ring already. Mm-hmm. Go get your money, I guess, at this point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's all bad for the Dodgers on that, for letting him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother is still – Kyle Seager is still a free agent. Uh, we also have Marcus Simeon, who I, I would have liked for the Dodgers, uh, coming, coming from the Blue Jays, also signing with the Texas Rangers. So, together, him and Seager are going to make a pretty good uh, uh, mid-infield. For mm-hmm. sure. So, um, and he signed for a seven-year, $175 million deal. So that's a pretty good contract for both sides. Um, that's all the two big names right now. Uh, Noah Syndergaard going from the Mets to the Angels on a, tw- on a one-year, $21 million deal. So that's a pretty good uh, money for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bird staying with the, with the Houston Nationals, signing for $25 million deal. Man, that's a lot of money for him. But those are the big names that we have so far. Um, we're still, there's still a couple of, uh, several big names still, uh, available right now, but, uh, right now the Dodgers are sitting on their hands and, uh, who knows what they're, what they're thinking of right now. Yeah. Um, any overall thoughts of, um, the free agency so far? Well, I mean, it looks like the Mets are gamers right now. The Mets are, are really going at it. I think they, they, they might've got a little bit desperate on Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to keep it because they were. Uh, I don't know if we remember last. Well, we didn't have a show last year, but we. What happened last year when they signed uh, Trevor Bauer? If any guys remember Trevor Bauer? Yeah. There hasn't been much news. Much news about him, but um, it was a point uh, that was reported that he was uh, he was going to sign with the Mets. He even made a little video. He's going to go with the Mets, and ultimately, as we know, he signed with the Dodgers. And he kind of trolled. Oh, the Mets headed him back. They were pretty upset about that. Mm-hmm. So I guess they were like, "Oh, we're not going to let that happen again." So they threw all this money at Max Scherzer, and they're like, hey, you know, come over here. At the same time, you know, uh, who else did they sign up? Uh, Starting Marte and Escobar, pretty good players out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
The Mets looks like they want to, especially in the coming in the division where you have your reigning champs, uh, Atlanta Braves, which Atlanta Braves are at the moment looks like they're still sitting on their hands. They have one of their best franchise players, uh, Freddie Freeman, as a free agent. So who knows about what's going to happen there, too. There's also rumor that the Dodgers might pick him up now that they lost out on Seager. So um, who knows about that? Another game is that it looked right now like the Texas Rangers. There seem to be interested in a lot of former Dodger players, free agents. Clayton Kershaw is still a free agent, and there hasn't been a lot of news about him, uh, except for Texas because he's a Texas boy and he's he's used to. Uh, he knows their manager really well because he used to be a, a third base coach for us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, they're saying that Kershaw wants to end his career with the Dodgers. So who knows? Um, what else? Uh, it's, uh, that's about it. Uh, looks like right now that the Angels are making push and what they need. They need a lot of pitching, and which is what they size. Syndergaard could be a good investment if he come back up because he's coming off for injury. So it could be a good signing for him for them if uh, he picks it up. Comes coming back well from uh, that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, bias with the Tigers again. That's a pretty interesting deal right there. Uh, I remember when he got traded to the Mets this year. Uh, from the Cubs, uh, they're saying that oh, he could be a lifelong Mets because he's good friends with uh, Francisco Lindor, their their shortstop. But uh, there was a, quite a thing when the Mets were struggling, so Bias was kind of he kind of booed the fans, and I think that kind of rubbed them the wrong way. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of screwed him up with with his best fans. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why the Mets were like, "Well, we're gonna try to get you like that." So I can see that. Mm-hmm. Under, I mean, big names like I said, Chris Bryant is a big name that's still available out there. He's gonna, I'm pretty sure he's gonna ask for quite a few money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Freeman, as I talked, Carlos Correa, the shortstop from the Astros. I mean, that's it's gonna be tough for him to find a job because, of course, he came from the Astros, cheating Astros, and he's probably one of the most hateable players in that cheating team. So, uh, and he's talked, and he has talked shit about uh, Derek Jeter, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why he's talking shit about Derek Jeter for it, but he's saying that, oh, he doesn't even deserve half of the gold gloves that he's had. I'm like, really, bro? You don't deserve the World Series ring that you have. Yeah. So, it's not smart for him to do that, but I guess uh, he, he knows what he's doing, right? Some, some people, like, some people fell in their heads when they were born. Some people yeah. um, um, had, had difficult lives to, to where they can't function logic, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go there you go that's a good way to put it yeah. <laughs> um and then these these ex giants pitchers are so some pretty good money uh mm-hmm. coming up from uh, i guess comeback seasons as we just talked about kevin gossman a five-year deal 110 million dollars that's a that's a good comeback story for him um but that's about it uh again the dodgers are sitting on their hands the yankees are sitting on their hands the red Sox are sitting on their hands so a lot of these guys a lot of these teams that are you used to hearing a lot from during the offseason signing all these players are yeah. not doing much right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they could still, there's still trades that could be made. Uh, but I, I mentioned some of the bigger names, like I mentioned, uh, Correa and Chris Bryan, Freddie Freeman that are still available. But, um, uh, right now we'll, we'll see about that. But, uh, as of, as right now, it looks like Texas and the Mets are winning the, the offseason. Mm-hmm. I don't say that will last, but, uh, that's about it in baseball. We'll see if we have more signings uh, next week, mm-hmm. and uh, I try to I try to be uh, I try to uh, feel better about Seager leaving, but uh, it'll be tough. But we'll yeah. see. Just just take it one day at a time. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Just breathe, uh, meditate. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a cry, said, you need a shorter cry on, I'll, I'll be here. 
Uh, I'll be okay with that. Okay. <laughs> that being said, that'll be it for us this week. It was a good show. Uh, we'll tune in next week because we'll, we'll talk back about the the UFC fight. Now we have, I think, a pay per view coming in next Saturday. Oh yes, we do. So, uh, two sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be right back next week. <laughs>